Welcome to an incredible word from Pastor Marcus Dunham, Associate Pastor here at Golden Triangle Church on the Rock in Southeast Texas. We're so glad you're joining us. For more information about Golden Triangle Church on the Rock Ministries, visit our website, cotr.com. Enjoy the word. Listen, guys, are y'all ready to jump into the word? All righty. Well, we are continuing our series on the armor of God, and we are talking about being prepared for battle. And uh, Paul is writing from a city called Ephesus, and he's writing to people, to to a church in Ephesus who knew a lot about battle, specifically about armor. You see, because uh, Ephesus was a city that was known for the training of the Roman guard. And they had, a specific, they had a training facility there to make sure that they received training. So they received, and so they, they would see Roman soldiers coming in and out of, 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 uh, of Ephesus uh, uh, weekly, monthly, all the time. They would see them in the city. They would see them everywhere. So he was writing to people who knew what armor was. And Paul himself was in prison in, in Rome. And day and night he was chained to a Roman soldier. And so he had a view of the armor of a soldier um, at all times. And no doubt being inspired by the Holy Spirit, he began to uh, to, to write, to, to, to make the church then and the church today aware that we are in a spiritual battle. You know, I'd love to say that once you become a Christian that everything becomes perfect and everything is good and that you'll have no issues. But the fact is, is that we are in a spiritual battle. And whenever we, as Christians, we become aware of that spiritual battle of our enemy whose name is the devil. Many people believe that the devil does not exist, and that's exactly what he wants to happen because he is trying to deceive people because he knows that his days are numbered, and he wants to take as many people to hell as he can. But, and so if he can keep people deceived, and he can keep them imagining that, that, that there is another truth that is not in the Word of God, then he's got us there. And so we have to be prepared for the spiritual battle that has taken place, and we do that by putting on the whole armor of God. And the armor of God allows us to stand firm against the attacks of the devil. And his attacks are not physical. The Word of God tells us that they're spiritual, and they're meant to deceive us, to deceive us spiritually. And, so, and, 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 and he wants us to believe that our battle is against, the word, as the Word of God says, I'm against flesh and blood. He wants us to imagine that the problem is your neighbor, that the problem is your coworker, that the problem is yourself. He wants you to imagine that it's happening everything on the exterior. He doesn't want you to know that that real battle is happening in the spiritual realm. And so if we want to be prepared for attacks that are happening coming from the spiritual realm, we need weapons of warfare that are also in the spiritual realm. We need armor that is also spiritual to protect us against the attack. Amen. And so we have to put on the whole armor of God. And we talked about two pieces of the armor already. First, we talked about the belt of truth. And we talked about how truth is absolute and how it does not change. And that only God establishes truth. And the devil, he wants you to, he wants to change what you believe to be true. If he can change and he can get you to believe 
something that is not true, then he has moved you off the truth. He has moved you off the word of God, and it brings him to an opportunity where he can deceive us, where he can deceive you. Therefore, we must know the truth so that we can be set free from deception, and truth comes from the word of God. We have to equip ourselves with the word of God. And then secondly, uh, the last time that we were here, uh, we talked about the breastplate of righteousness. And this was such a good one. And, and, and what's very important is that as we go through the pieces of the armor, what we'll learn is that every piece is built on the belt of truth, which is the word of God. Every piece of the armor is built on the word of God. And same for the breastplate of righteousness. Remember, this is spiritual. Righteousness is the standard in which we please God. We, the, and at the end of the day, if we want to get into heaven, we have to please God. We need righteousness. It is living rightly. Righteousness is meant, it's a good thing, because it's meant to protect your heart from being deceived and being led astray from God. Righteousness protects your heart. And on the opposite end, sin, which looks good, it opens the door for the devil to have legal right in your life. Therefore, we need righteousness to protect our heart, to guard us, and so that we can stand whole and ready and protected from the attack from the enemy in our life. And we receive righteousness from Christ at salvation, but we also must put on righteousness. We have to walk in righteousness in our life. And that brings us to the, to the third piece of the armor, which is the shoes of the gospel of peace. Now listen, we all, everyone here owns a pair of shoes. We all have shoes. In fact, some of us have multiple pairs of shoes. I'm sure many of the ladies have a whole wardrobe of shoes. Can I get an amen? Oh, okay. Okay. Well, and, and, and there are some guys here too. Okay. So, uh, but... Uh, you know, and the reason is because there are shoes for every situation. There are shoes for every occasion. Listen, there are workout shoes. There are hangout shoes. You know, we got, in my case, I've got basketball shoes. You know, we all got tennis shoes. Listen, we got dress shoes, right? Right now, many of us got our dress shoes on. Listen, we, you know, there are work shoes. There are shoes for every occasion in life. We even got house shoes for whenever you ain't got to leave the house. We got shoes for every occasion, and that includes shoes for battle. You know, in the military, there are different branches, and each soldier has a specific shoe that is, that is meant to be worn to prepare them for battle. Depending on what branch and depending on their assignment, they have specific shoes. And it was no different for the Roman soldier in the time that Paul was writing. You see, a Roman soldier wore protective shoes that, 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 that made him prepared for battle. They allowed the soldier to be ready to run into battle and to stand firm against the attack of the enemy. And they were like, um, they were like cleats. Imagine football cleats, soccer cleats, track cleats. You know, they're, they're meant to dig in. And whenever you take off, you're able to dig in. And in this case, for them, it was meant to help them to stand firm. That whatever the terrain they were in, they could stand firm knowing that they were going to be able to hold their ground when the attack came. And these shoes were vitally important to the armor of a Roman soldier. 
Similarly, as Christians, as we have read, if you've been following this series, you know in Ephesians 6, Paul makes clear that we must stand firm. We have to stand firm and against the attacks of the enemy. And it's vitally important. And, one, and the thing that prepares us to do so are the shoes that are found in the armor of God. Now, remember, these aren't physical shoes. We're not talking about Nikes. We're not talking about Adidas. Okay, we're not talking about Timberlands. We're not talking about name brand shoes. We're talking about a spiritual brand of shoe. And, and the Bible calls it peace. He calls it peace. There is, there, there is a peace that allows you to stand firm against the attack of the enemy. Look at what Ephesians 6 verse 15 says, which is where we're in. It says, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. That word preparation there in the Greek means to be ready. It means to be ready. When it, and so in other words, when you have your spiritual shoes on, then you are ready to stand firm. It prepares us and makes us ready. And if you don't have your spiritual shoes on, then you aren't ready to stand firm when the attack comes. You know, it reminds me, you know, you, you know back, it reminds me of my house. You know, at home, listen, I can get ready for the day. I can put my, I, you know, I can change my shirt, change my pants. I can have my socks on. Listen, I can do my hair, brush my teeth. I can walk out in the living room and my girls won't say nothing. But the minute I put my shoes on, guess what they ask? Where are you going? Anybody know what I'm talking about? The minute I put my shoes on, Daddy, where are you going? Can I go? I want to go with you. Where are you going? Listen, I can, I, I, listen, it happens all the time. I'll have my socks on and I'll be ready to go and they won't say a word. And, you know, at our house we tell our kids, listen, when it's time to go, when we say it's ready to go, it doesn't mean to have everything on except for your shoes. Because if you don't have your shoes on, you're not ready to go. you got to have your shoes on, right? And similarly, we, in order for us to be ready to go to stand firm, we have to have our spiritual shoes on. We have to shod our feet. To shod means to put on and to secure. We have to put on, lace up, and keep on peace in our life, and it will allow us to stand firm. Now, if someone's listening to this message, if someone's here and they, and they imagine that they, they may not know exactly what peace is, I think that we can start with the opposite of what peace is. And I would say that the opposite of peace is worry. It's, it's, it's anxiety, stress, right, fear. Those are things that we are all aware of. We all know what that looks like. We all know what that feels like. That's the opposite of peace. And if we are worried, if we are stressing, it means that there's something happening in our life that's causing us to be stressed, that's causing us to be worried, that's causing us to be afraid. However, the Word of God is telling us that there is something that can secure you and keep your heart steady in the midst of what's happening around you, and it's called peace. Based on what I've read, I came up with a good definition I believe is good. 
for what peace is. I would say that peace is calmness of soul in the midst of difficult circumstances. It's the calmness of your soul in the midst of difficult circumstances. It's like the saying that says, even though there is chaos around me, everything's going to be all right. Now, someone looking at your life and seeing, knowing what's going on would imagine where we might be. But when we have peace, it's like when I tell my daughters and they're worried about something, I say, hey, listen, baby girl, it's all good. It's going to be okay. She believes what I say and she settles down. She has peace. Even though there's things going on, she has peace in her soul because her daddy says it's going to be okay. That's important. You know, if we were to create a picture in our mind of what peace looks like, I think that we would probably think of like a Bob Ross painting. Y'all remember Bob Ross? Bob Ross for me was on Channel 2. And I remember watching Bob Ross and he would paint these immaculate, beautiful serenity paintings. And if we were to imagine peace, you know, we can imagine the sunset coming up and the reflection, you know, you know beaming across the lake, it, you know, the lightly rippled lake with evergreen trees sprinkled. You know, you remember how he would do those evergreen trees and just like perfect, you know, these perfect evergreen trees that are just sprinkled throughout and the mountains that are, that are rising up. And then you have birds that are chirping and singing along with the perfect circumstances that are going on around it. You know, we may imagine that, you know, someone may imagine that that's what peace looks like. But I would say that peace looks a little bit different in the word of God. And now listen, that one day that will be peace. We will have complete peace when we're in heaven. And it will look even better than any Bob Ross painting that he could paint. I would say, whenever I think about it, after I've kind of gone through, my picture of peace has kind of changed a little bit. I think of more of like a Vincent Van Gogh painting. Anybody remember Vincent Van Gogh? I remember his paintings whenever I was in school. And, you know, it would be these dark and dungy paintings with like these mysterious swirls around. And I imagine, uh, you know, I imagine the, uh, the, uh, uh, that there would be, you know, the water, if there was water in this picture, there, you know, it would be, it, you know, it would be uh, 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 waves that are crashing up against the bank of the side of the bank. And, and I imagine that the trees are bending beneath the pressure of the wind. And I imagine lightning striking, you know, through this picture. And with all that being the case, I imagine that, that same little bird sitting in a tree with a ray of light shining on it from the break in the clouds. And I imagine, and I can see that bird chirping and singing a song unbothered by the circumstances around it. I think that's a picture of peace. That regardless of what is happening around me, that I can be unbothered because I have peace on the inside. My soul is calm because I've got peace. Amen? Let's see what Jesus says about peace, because I feel like that's going to help us a little bit. John chapter 16, verse 33, Jesus is letting his disciples know that he's about to leave. He's going to the cross, and he's going to leave them. And this is what he says, verse 33. He says, I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. He wants us to have peace. 
And he says, in this world, you will have tribulation. But he says, take heart, for I have overcome the world. Wow, what words there. He starts off by saying, he says, I want you to have peace. I'm leaving, but I'm saying these things, I want you to have peace. That's my desire is for you to walk in peace. But in the same breath, he says that you will face tribulation. You're going to go through some difficult circumstances. You're going to face some trials in your life where it's going to test your faith, where it's going to test your commitment, where it's going to test your relationships, where it's going to test you. But he says, take heart. What does that mean? It means your heart be steady. Don't allow yourself to get worried. Why? Because you got my peace. And he says, this is the reason why. Because I have overcome the world. Listen, whatever tribulation, whatever test, whatever trial we are walking through, let me tell you that Jesus has overcome them all and then some. He has overcome them all. And because we are in Christ, he's saying that if we are in Christ, we have access to peace that can settle our hearts, that can settle us where our hearts can be settled. Listen, our tendency is to stress, if we're being honest. Naturally, our tendency is to worry and to be afraid. That is our natural walk, our natural flow. However, there is a new walk, a new flow that God has for us, and that is in Christ, and it's called peace. He doesn't want us to walk in stress. It's one thing, you know, it's, you know there are situations in life that are just naturally going to cause stress. There are decisions in life that are naturally going to cause worry. It's, it's, it's going to happen. But there's a difference between that and walking in worry, walking in stress, that being my life. God says, Jesus says that I, leave, that I give you peace. He wants us to walk in peace. John chapter 14, Jesus, can, Jesus says this. He says, peace I leave with you. And he says, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives to you. Let not your hearts be troubled again. And look what he says here. Neither let them be afraid. Jesus says, I'm giving you my peace, not just any peace. And he compares it to the peace of the world. He says, I don't give you peace as the world gives. In other words, we got to make sure that we are equipping ourselves with the right peace. Because the world can give you peace, but the problem is that it's outside in. Stress, worry comes from the inside out. And when we try to, and when we try to, 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 to take a peace that we find in the world, it's only going to be temporary. I mean, we all know, we all know that. And, you know, when peace from the world, it may come in the form of entertainment. It may come in the form of our favorite Netflix series. It may come in the form of lust. It may come in the form of substances, of alcohol and friends and comfort and money and stuff, and we can keep going. But there are things that we can find peace and comfort in that will allow us to have a break to where we don't have to think about what's happening around us. But the minute it's gone, stress is coming back. We all know what I, you all know what I'm talking about. We've all been there trying to find. But Jesus says that that's not the peace I'm talking about. He says, I'm going to give you my peace. Jesus is perfect. That means he's talking about perfect 
peace that comes from the inside out, that comes from the inside, and it gives you a reason to not have to worry, and it gives you a reason to not have to stress. That is perfect peace. God's desire is that we will walk in that peace, that regardless of what's happening around me, that, listen, you know, I may be struggling with disappointment, but I have a reason to trust God. I still have a reason to trust God. You know, things may not be happening the way that I imagine. You know, I may not know how it's going to play out, but I have a reason that I have a reason to bless the Lord. You know, everything around me may seem to be falling apart, but I have a reason to trust in his name and to stand on his word. Why? Because I have perfect peace. Peace that surpasses understanding. It may not make sense to anybody else, but my soul is calm. My soul can trust it. You know, God, God speaks to me all the time just as a father with my daughters. And this, was the God, this is exactly what God showed me. Whenever I tell my daughters, listen, it's going to be okay, and they say okay. And they stop worrying. They stop asking questions. And you can see their, their shoulders drop and they're just walking. They trust me at my word. God, he's wanting us to trust him at his word. He has perfect peace. So the question is, how do we put peace on? How do we equip ourselves with peace so that we can be prepared for the attack of the enemy when he comes in like a rushing wind and he wants to mess up and cause a ruckus in our life, how can we stay settled? How can we be calm in our soul? Well, we find it in verse 15. He says, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. In other words, the peace that Jesus gives us is found in the gospel. It's found in the gospel. It is not found in the world. It's not found in our friends. It's not found in our spouse. It's not found in ourselves. It's not found in any other situation. True peace, perfect peace is only found in the gospel. And so if we want to know true peace, we have to go to the gospel. So let's go there. Before we do, uh, gospel simply means good news. It simply means good news. And let me tell you, if you have placed your faith in Jesus, you have, there, you have some really good news. There is good news for you. In fact, it's really good news. It is, it is good. It's, it's, it's the, the, the type of, you know, whosoever believes type of good news. This is really good news. This is what, you know, good news refers to the New Testament when it talks about uh, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, who did so for the forgiveness of our sins. And if anyone believes and places their faith in Christ, will be forgiven of sin in pres- uh, of the present, past, future, and eternity. That you are forgiven, you are made right with God, and a person that places their faith in the gospel will be born again as a new person in Christ. That is good news. You're going to get to spend eternity with God. Praise Jesus. That's some good news. Now, the thing that, that we all do 
is it's, if we're, it, it, we can many times only apply the gospel when it comes to getting into heaven. And it's true. The gospel, that is the number one. The number one thing is we are sharing the gospel so that people can spend eternity with God in heaven. That is the important thing. But as Christians, it is really good news because it's more than just us getting into the gospel. Uh, I'm sorry, getting into heaven. You see, the gospel is good to secure you in the afterlife, but it's also good to secure you in this life. The gospel is good enough to secure you in the afterlife, but it's good enough to secure you in this life. You see, we were once at war with God because of our sin. We were enemies of God. But whenever we accepted Jesus Christ and received the free gift of salvation, that was dealt with. And we went from being enemies of God to being at peace with God just like that. Right there, Romans chapter 5 verse 1 says this, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have peace with God. This is important. You have peace with God. You are at peace with him because you have been justified by faith. Once you got the heaven and hell thing figured out, everything is taken care of in eternity. But look at what 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23 says. I I love this scripture. This, This really spoke to me. Verse 23, it says, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, we got to read that slowly, the first part. May the God of peace, the one who gives you peace, himself, him alone, sanctify you completely. Now, we have to know something about sanctification. You see, justification happened when we received Christ. There's another, another fancy word called glorification. All that means is that we're going to be perfected when we go into... Uh, at the return of Jesus Christ. But sanctification happens now. And it says right here that may the God of peace, the one who gives peace, sanctify you completely, talking about right now. In other words, the one who gives you peace, he himself is the one who provides you with peace. He sanctifies us. The word of God says that we are sanctified by truth. And, the Jesus, and Jesus says that thy word is truth. We are sanctified. We are being sanctified, being made like Christ in every area of our life, including peace. Including peace. In other words, if we want peace in our life, we have to go to the one who gives us peace, who can give peace. We have to go to the source If we are looking outward for peace, then we're doing it backwards and it will never work. We have to go to the source. And the word of God says, greater is he who is in us. Thanks be to God that the God of peace is living on the inside of us called the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit will guide you into all truth. Truth is found in the word of God. We must go to the source 
which is the word of God. As I mentioned earlier, every piece of the armor is built on the word of God. We need to go to the word of God to settle our soul with truth. Whatever we are facing, we settle our soul with truth. Let it get inside of us. You see, because the Holy Spirit is only going to align himself with the word of God. And when we can find out what the word of God says, what God says about my right now, I can believe it. I can walk it out. I can walk it out and my soul can align itself with it. And along with it comes peace. Amen. So we have to trust his word. Then our hearts will not be troubled. A few takeaways. Number one is that you have peace with God. Amen. Listen, this is so big. Man, that we have peace with God. We had no idea that we were enemies of God, that we were far from him. But praise be to the name of the Lord that someone told us the truth and we placed our faith in the gospel. Peace is found in the gospel. The good news is that through faith in Christ's atoning death, burial, and resurrection, we have peace with God. And we are no longer enemies of God. We have been justified with God and we are made right with him. And because of this, our names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Man, come on. Praise God. That is what it's about. That is some good news. Now, because you have peace with God, number two, you have access to the peace of God. Because you have peace with God, because heaven and hell is dealt with, you have access to the peace of God. Peace is made available to the believer where we do not have to walk and live in stress. We don't have to live in worry. We don't have to live in fear. As the Word of God says, God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of, but of, but of, but of love and a sound mind. But if, I'm, missing, I, I, I'm missing one word. I, just, I don't know why that just jumped out my head. Now it's going to bother me. All right, so anyways, we do not have to walk in fear. We don't have to live in fear, but we can walk and live in peace. It is made available to us because we are in Christ. So you have peace with God. Because you have peace with God, you have access to the peace of God. And if we want to receive that peace, then you must go to the God of peace to claim it. You have to go to the God of peace. Nowhere else are you going to find perfect peace. That's going to secure your soul. That's going to that's going to settle your heart where you won't have to stress, where you won't have to worry. And I'm not talking about faking it till you make it. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about I'm talking about a peace that settles your soul that regardless of what's happening around me, I know everything's going to be okay. I don't know how it's going to play out. I have no idea. But man, I've got peace in my soul. We have to go to the God of peace to claim it. The Holy Spirit who lives on the inside of you will guide you into all truth. Truth is found in the word of God. And we have to find out what God says in his word about our situation and claim that truth for our life. Claiming it means agreeing with it. It means my soul aligning with it. 
that I am agreeing, I am, I am confessing, I believe it, and I'm going to do that very thing. Believe it in your heart, and the results will manifest itself in your life. You will find peace when you know the truth. And I love how the Word of God just makes it plain for us. And this is the last scripture I'm going to share, and then we'll pray. You've heard it plenty of times because Pastor Ron preached on this many times. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quote it in the version that you have heard it before. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 through 7 in the NLT version says this, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. And look at what verse 7 says. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything that we can understand. And his peace will guard your heart and mind as you live in Christ Jesus. Come on. That is exactly everything that we're talking about right there. We have to go to the God of peace. We go to his word and we go to him in prayer. And we tell him, listen, if we're trying to hold on and fix the situation on our own, we're going to continue to stress. We're going to continue to worry because you can't handle it. But you can go to the God of peace. And you can go to him in prayer. And you can lay it before him. You can, it says, don't worry. Pray about it. Tell God what you need and then thank him. Praise him for all he has done. And you will experience God's peace. And that peace will allow you to stand firm. That whatever is happening around you, you can stand strong knowing that everything is going to be okay. Amen. And then on top of that, it gives us a chance to share peace with others. How beautiful are the feet of those who bring the good news. Amen. Father God, I just thank you, Lord, for peace. I thank you, Lord, God, that we, God, that, God, that we have peace with God, that we have peace with you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for making that happen. And, Lord, because of that, we have access to the peace of God. You have made available to us, and all we have to do is go to you, the source, to the God of peace, to claim it. Lord, I pray that you would help us, Lord, to see it clearly. God, that we would no longer, God, try to hold on and try to fix the situation ourselves, but instead let us go to the God of peace. God, let us go to the throne room of God. Lord God, that we may go to the word of God and that we would go to you in prayer, God. And I pray that you would give us peace that surpasses all understanding and that would guard our hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. Father God, I pray for your people today, Lord. God, all the stress, all the worry, all the things that are happening right now, Lord. God, I just thank you, Father God, that your hands are on it, Lord. I know, God, that you are making things better, God. You are molding it, God, to the benefit of those who love you. But God, I pray that in the midst of what we are going through, God, that you would give us peace. God, that we would, God, we would make claim and take hold a peace that would settle our souls. In the name of Jesus, if you, if you believe that and receive that, say amen, amen. Thanks again for joining us for this dynamic message from Pastor Marcus Dunham. Visit cotr.com and subscribe to our social media platforms to stay up to date. As well, receive more encouraging messages from our pastors and details of the work we're doing both in our community and communities like ours around the world. Today and every day, God bless.